doing, you New York kids stuck in Massachusetts? Talking sports with you right here on a Tuesday morning. It's another episode of WTBR Sports Talk right here at WTBR 89.7 FM in Pittsfield. Give us a call, 413-445-4234. Let's go. today. Well, it's snowing outside. I see a little snowfall. Welcome again to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here at 89.7 FM. WTBR, Robbie Zucker with you and uh, glad to be here. And uh, thanks to Bob Heck for the drive this morning. Thank God I live really close to the station. So yeah, my car is stuck at City Tire. So who knows what's going on with it? So I called this morning. I'm like, guys, what's going on with my car? This is the first time my car got towed, this car that I just got, so uh, about, what, five years ago? So anyway, yeah, so I'm carless for the day, you know, but uh, we'll see how long it takes for them to actually fix my car. But I'm here, so that's right, through sleet nor snow nor rain nor anything to get in my way to prevent me from coming on the air because I really enjoy it. So anyway, 413-445-4234, number to call. So how was everybody's weekend? Mine was pretty interesting. I stayed home. That's pretty much what I did. I ran around a little bit, but not particularly too much. And obviously on Saturday, I lost my car. It was a dead battery or whatever it is, but it's not the battery. So thank God. But I just talked to the guys like, okay, we'll stitch up your car. So hopefully it won't be too much. But anyway, so, so I was carless. So I basically hung out and listened to music and did my artwork and production or whatever I was doing, practicing songs. So what a crazy, crazy, crazy week it was, ladies and gentlemen, in the National Football League. The divisional games are definitely the best. There's no doubt about it. These were some of the best. This, was this the best weekend anybody's known about the NFL? Has this the best weekend we've seen from the National Football League as far as uh, the divisional titles, you know, going to these four games and looking at all these games? They have their own little story, you know, about the games. And we can start, you know, obviously with the biggest game to me, which was the, the Buffalo Patriots, Buffalo Patriots, the uh, the, Buff, the the Buffalo Bills uh, game, and uh, you know, it was just unbelievable. When you look at this game, I guess we can start with the Cincinnati game because I, I, I have a lot to say about about the uh, Kansas City Buffalo game and. Uh, just the end of that game, it was one of the greatest games I've ever seen and one of the worst defensive games I've ever seen. Both defenses were just destroyed. But let's start with the Saturday game. So Cincinnati and the Titans. 
Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Can we come to the conclusion that Ryan Tannehill is really not what we should consider to be a championship quarterback? The guy throws three picks. I mean, some of the worst picks. Now, look, the second pick was a really good play, uh, you know, you know, intercepting the ball as it was thrown for a screen. That was just an outstanding play, but it was really kind of a dumb pass anyway. But Ryan Tannehill throws three interceptions. Um, they just don't run the ball as well as they thought they were going to run the ball. Derrick Henry was just coming back. So the Cincinnati defense plays really well. This kid, Evan McPherson, is on fire. He walks off before they, they kick the winning field goal onto the field, and he says, well, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship, guys. This guy from Florida they drafted in the fifth round, terrific young kicker. He's kicked four field goals. And like I said, the Bengal defense played really well, despite the fact um, that it had injuries to some of the players on the team. They had a couple different injuries. And then Joe Burrow. Can we talk about guts, toughness? This guy is so cool in the pocket, he gets tackled nine times. Excuse me, not tackled. He gets sacked nine times during the game. Now, you would think the guy's sacked nine times, that this would give Tennessee a tremendous advantage. And Tennessee's only rushing four guys. I mean, the Cincinnati offensive line was terrible. But the guy hangs in there, and Tannehill throws another stupid interception, tries to throw it through a needle. I mean, literally, you know, and three guys are around the ball. Well, one guy was around the ball. Two other guys are basically close to the ball. The ball's picked off within the last couple minutes of the game. They drive down, do a beautiful job, and Evan McPherson hits a field goal in the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time in a long time. I think it's like 1988 are in the championship game, and they will be going to Kansas City to play the Chiefs. And I give them a really good chance. They beat the Chiefs earlier in the season, so I give them a pretty good chance. Why not? Why not the Cincinnati Bengals? Why not somebody different? So, Jer Burrow, I mean... Like I said, this guy is super talented and so cool in the pocket. He never got flustered. And he got knocked all over the place. But it's just unbelievable. I mean, so a lot of these decisions, like, you know, can be, can be looked upon with Mike Vrabel. I mean, the idea of going for two early in the game, that doesn't make any sense. Like, this whole analytical idea of that you should get a two-pointer and chase the points early in the game, it doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. As analytical as coaches think it is, it's just kind of dumb. So I had no reason why he did that. But, I mean... Man, I just, you know, it just makes no sense to me when these guys do this early in the game. When you, when you do that later in the game, when you, when you go for two later in the game, that makes sense. But when you chase the points early, it just doesn't make sense at all. So I didn't really understand it at all. Again, the Titans with a 12-5 and record, they got the home field advantage. They got the crowd there. And the Cincinnati Bengals pull off the victory with a field goal at the end by McPherson, and they're on their way to play Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. So that was the first game. The second game, you know, what's it going to be like for Aaron Rodgers? What is his legacy going to be like? And and you guys can talk to me about this game, too. And anybody that wants to talk about the, the weekend in the NFL, 413-445-4234. Sometimes I always don't give the number out, but uh, reminded myself right there. 413-445-4234. Uh, hopefully my guest will be Dr. Robert Freed, of course, uh, who is an amazing runner and runs the Boston Marathon, New York City Marathon. So hopefully after the break at about 2024 20, after so forth. But um, looking back at the Green Bay game against San Francisco, I cannot believe how bad the special teams are for the Green Bay Packers. This cost them. It cost them the game. I mean, it really did. I mean, you get a block kick before the half of Crosby. Excuse me. Yeah, block kick. And then you get a block punt with about what, four or five minutes left in the game? And then the Packers have the ball with four minutes left. And you think, okay, Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Fame guy, 
probably the unsung MVP this year, although you can make arguments for other players within the NFL. I mean, you know, I've made an argument actually for Cooper Cup, who I think is tremendous. But I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, probably the MVP of the league, you know, 13 and 3 record, Green Bay, Lambeau Field, the whole nine yards. And what does this guy do on three, what, four plays? Throws incomplete passes, the last play of like a 50 yard bomb to Devontae Adams, who's being covered by two guys. What is Aaron Rodgers' legacy going to be? Is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? Is he going to stay in Green Bay? Where is he going to go? Is he going to retire? With all the controversy and all the stupid things he says this season, you think that the guy, you know, would just, you know, get on the field in a championship game and make it happen. Now, the weather was lousy. We know that. So both teams obviously had the problem with the cold. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo probably never played in, in a game like this in his life in this type of weather. He's used to bomby rain in San Francisco and you know, 60, 65 degrees. So, I mean, it's just unbelievable when you look at Aaron Rodgers and you go, man, what happened in this game? And they just couldn't move the ball. And I've said all year, and I said this on the show last week, I said that this team has trouble stopping the run. And Debo Samuel and the San Francisco 49ers played unbelievable defense, giving up only 58, 58 yards of offense to Green Bay in the second half. Unbelievable. And they go down, and Robbie Gold has been pure gold in the playoffs. The, it's 39 years old now. The Angels wonder, kicks the ball through the uprights. And the 49ers, who have been on such a roll lately, are going to the NFC Championship game. And they are going to, I mean, be a major, major challenge next week against the Rams. In fact, they've beaten the Rams, I think, the last, what, six times? Anyway, 413-442-445-4234, number to call. I know we got a caller coming. I just saw somebody coming. I was just going to finish, uh, you know, wrap up some of the uh, things that went on with this game, then we'll talk about the other games after. But, I mean, I could not believe how bad Rodgers was. And I cannot believe that LaFleur doesn't run the ball. They can't, they don't even run the ball, Green Bay. You got four minutes left. You are basically, you know, a touchdown or a field goal away from winning the game. And you can't even move the ball. And you're throwing the ball, which was one, one was almost an interception. The other one was an incomplete pass. Why aren't they just throwing quick screens like good teams? Like you watch Kansas City. They throw these quick screens off the line, whether it's Kelsey or, you know, whether it's, you know, um, you know it's just, uh, you know, it just drives me crazy watching Green Bay, like their inability to actually have some kind of offensive game plan in the last four minutes of that game. Anyway, we're, right now, let's go to the phone. So let's uh, take our first caller right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Who's this? Uh, Eddie, calling from Pittsfield. Eddie, what's up, bro? I haven't talked to you in weeks. How's I'm, it going, bro? I'm doing fantastic. Listen, Thanks for calling. Uh, with 13 seconds to go, all right, what is Buffalo playing too much zone for? You know, you can't let people open like that. I was just going to talk about that after. About, yeah, let's talk about that game right while we're at it. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Leslie Frazier, if he <laughs> This guy better never get an opportunity to be a head coach, I mean, in the National Football League. I could not believe the defense they're playing. You're up by three, not seven, and you're right. dropping linebackers back. And, I mean, I don't right. care yeah, if you, you, you can hold right. Colts. interrupt you, but you can't let hell open like that. Why don't you hell? You could have held Kelsey. You could have held Tyree Kill. You could have just held them and taken a penalty. What's the big deal? I mean, the idea of lining a safety up against Kelsey on that play, first of all, Kicking the ball out of bound, uh, out of the end zone is dumb enough. All right, that's just stupid. You I kick agree. the you kick the ball short of the end zone. Okay, this I mean you're an NFL kicker. I mean what are you doing? I mean what, how much do you actually have to do on the field besides kick the ball? All right, and I mean there's no reason why they shouldn't have kicked it short. You know now they could call for a fair catch. Somebody can call for for a fair catch, obviously. 
But I mean, you either that or you want to kind of squib kick it along the ground really, really hard so that it touches somebody and it uses clock. This way, maybe Kansas City had 10 seconds or 8 seconds. Maybe it's time for just a Hail Mary play. You know what I'm saying? But right. The, but, I agree. But you can't, but Sam, with the way Mahomes plays in that offense, you can't leave a door open like that. I mean, he had so much time to throw. How about 19 yards on the first play? And on the play with Kelsey, I'm screaming at Leslie Frazier going, what are you doing? You're up by three, not up by seven. You're dropping eight guys back. You're rushing four guys. Just play your regular defense. I, I right. was... I was so, I was disgusted. I'm throwing pens around the room and stuff. I'm sitting on my couch. I'm screaming at, at uh, you know, at, at, every, at McDermott. I'm, I could not believe for my life. I mean, they have suffered more. I can't imagine the losses. I mean, I'm a Ranger fan for, you know, in hockey. But I can't imagine being a Bills fan. Between the, you know, the you know, miracle play in Nashville and, you know, our Giants beating, you know, losing, you know, beating them with the Norwoods kick. And then you look at the play, it was the play last year where the Cardinals won on a Hail Mary. I mean, yeah. and now this? I mean. That's a tough pill to swallow. Oh, my there, God. Yeah. If you're a Bills fan, you should be jumping. I mean, I, I can't believe some of these guys aren't jumping off the roof up in Buffalo. Some of these fans. 13 seconds. And you're dropping guys back like you're, like you're up by seven. What are you doing? Yeah. I, I could not. I could not believe. And just, I mean, Kelsey. And, and then you knew as soon as the coin toss was going to happen, Kansas City was going right down the field because both teams were exhausted. But I mean, Buffalo's supposed yeah, to have sure. Buffalo's supposed it's to have it's the best. A long game. Yeah. You know? Buffalo's now, supposed I'll, to have I'll the leave, best. I'll one, leave right? it this. Yeah. Go Cincinnati. Go San Francisco. And this time, Cincinnati's going to win the Super Bowl. Three you, times a charm. You think so? You, th- you think they're going to win? Is it going to be KC? No, yeah, they're going to be KC. Now that they're going to be San Francisco. Why do you think? No. San Francisco twice in the Super Bowl. And they lost both times. Well, yeah, but those are Mont- Montana teams. I mean, those were pretty good teams they lost to. I mean, I first know, was but that, that segment they played Boomer. They almost lost that game, but this time they're going to win. Well, they won because of Joe Montana. That's right. And they also, what Sam Weish put it like, a, I, I wouldn't say it was a prevent defense, but they were playing you know, fairly back against Montana on that last drive. Remember the John Taylor uh, touchdown time? We didn't even know who John Taylor was at the time, right? To John Taylor. I'll never forget the call. I'm thinking Jack Buck. It's John Taylor, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, you knew who the hell he was at the time, day, right? But that's, yeah. That's, but I just, you know, I, I, you know I would love to see the Bengals win. I am, look, you know what? My second favorite team is, I still call them the San Diego Chargers since I'm a kid. I am so sick of Mahomes, and I am so sick of Tyreek Hill, and I am so sick of Kelsey, you know, and Spags is on the sideline. I mean, I love Spags. He helped the Giants win the Super Bowl. But, I mean, the defenses at the end of that game were atrocious. I mean... <laughs> I mean, Buffalo scores like a minute, what, minute 10 or a minute 25 left in the game. And here comes Kansas City, and what, in three plays or five plays right down the field. Here's Tyreek Hill running up the field like a track star. I mean, it's just. And then, and then Josh Allen, God bless his heart. I mean, he had a tremendous game. He drives him down, 13 seconds left. And just the whole entire sequence of, of, the, of the situation, not only from. And you heard Tony Romo talk about, why did you kick the ball in the end zone? I mean, that just makes no sense. I mean, you want to give Mahomes as little play as possible. I mean, what are you thinking about? Right. And well, he, that's the thing. Is it's it's all it's all mentality. What would the coaches think? But hey, it's 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 what your tools you have on the field. But you can you can only do so much. I mean, I just I, 
It just makes no sense to me. And then in the overtime, you could see they were, you know, completely tired. And I've heard this, you know, I've heard so much nonsense the last couple of days, Eddie, on radio from different stations, all the fans complaining, oh, the rules should be changed in the overtime. You know what? What are you going to do? Now, my idea was to have extended time. In other words, just like soccer. So Kansas City scores at the end of the half, then Buffalo would get the ball back and just have extended time to the end, like you played to the end of, like, say, 10 minutes. And then after that would be sudden death. But, you know, the thing is, Buffalo had 13 seconds left. I don't really want to hear excuses from, from the fans saying, oh, you know, it's unfair. They never got a chance to touch the ball. You know, win the game. You've got 13 seconds left. Win the game. It was ridiculous. Right. They've got to finish it up. And it, the, the guy said in the beginning what we were talking about. You can't play zone like that. You play man-to-man, right? How do you play that's a safety? Do. How do you play a safety against Kelsey? How do you just have one safety? And like I said, even if you hold him and take a holding penalty, big deal. So they move you five yards. <laughs> you know, it's just so dumb. And the clock still ticks, right? And I'm si- hey, thanks a lot for your time. You have a good Oh, Eddie, you too, man. Thanks for calling. Always appreciate it. Please call again. All right. Are right. you checking in from Seshler right there on WTBR Sports Talk? 17 after 10 right here. Robbie Zucker talking football with you. And, uh, yeah, I was going to uh, – I was going to say I was going to cover cover that before. I was going to cover that game a little bit after. I'm stretching my microphone here, so forgive me if I was a little far away. I feel like Grover. Here I am. I'm I'm near. And here I am far away. And here I am near. So I'm back and forth between you. You could actually move the chair. It's great. And then you move the mic and the chair back and forth. It's a fun little setup we have it here at WTBR. And by the way... You know, you guys can come down here and you can donate, uh, and you can also donate in line to WTBR. Some great shows, but one of my favorite shows this afternoon is Beatles Forever. That's on at 4. Uh, I listen to Sweet Country Music uh, on the weekend. Uh, I listen to the great Phil Tierney and his jo- uh, show at Berkshire Jazz on Saturday night. Mike's Amazing Music. Uh, my old friend Mike uh, Pezzo, uh, his show and uh, on Thursday afternoon. So, uh, yeah, man, a lot of great programming down here at WTBR, and uh, I'm waiting for my buddy Rob, hopefully, to call and talk a little bit about the uh, the football Giants. But let's continue a little bit before we go to the break on some of these games. Now, we were talking about the Green Bay game, and the thing is with Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what he's going to do next year. I have no idea. But I, you know, I just, they're, just, they're unbelievable. I mean, they lost last year. You think they'd win this year. I really thought it was his year. I really did. 13-3 and record, the whole nine yards, you know, and, uh, and they just, <laughs> what a choke job. But I think it's more about San Francisco. I mean, talk about grit, guts, and Shanahan finally gets it. Kyle Shanahan, who I get on all the time about his stupidity, about putting the game in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy did a good job on the last drive, okay, before Robbie Gold's uh, winning field goal. But, man, Debo Samuel, how good is this guy? This guy does everything. He's like an old-fashioned flanker. You put him in all kinds of different situations. You can use him as a wide receiver. You use him as a running back. He goes in all kinds of different formations. I mean, the guy's tremendous. And, I mean, they pick up the last seven yards. to get nine yards to keep the drive going. Again, we all talk about this. I talked about this last week on the program about Green Bay's somewhat inability to stop the run. And uh, San Francisco, man, take your hats off. They're on a roll right now. To kind of remind me of the Giants when the Giants went on that roll before they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl and everything was going their way and they were playing great defense and keeping games close and making clutch plays and uh, – Maybe this is a surprise team, and they've, you know, they've beaten the Rams, you know, I think six in a row now, and actually came back um, two weeks ago when they were down 17 nothing to the Rams. So the Rams have got to go into that game you know, feeling like you know, they've got to beat them finally, and the San Francisco 49ers have got to go into that game with a ton of confidence. And you know, it's, it's great, I mean, to see uh, you know, some teams, some Cinderella teams come into it. So Cincinnati, San Francisco come in, but our buddy Eddie, he likes uh, – 
He likes the Cincinnati Bengals to go all the way. You know what? Cincinnati, man, they could beat Kansas City. Like I said, they, they, you know, they did it earlier this year in Cincinnati. Anything's possible. <laughs> I just want to see the Chiefs gone. I have had enough with the Kansas City Chiefs. But uh, we'll talk about some of the other games, and uh, we will certainly, we'll certainly touch on the Bucks game. Tom Brady, what's he going to do after um, a last-second field goal watching the Rams almost blow this game? So we'll talk about the Ram game, and then uh, we'll focus a little bit more on, uh, obviously, the Bills game and uh, you know, talk, talk about the, uh, the Giants and their hire, uh, hiring of Joe Schoen and what they're going to do for a head coach. Uh, there's been some names thrown out there, and we could discuss uh, the Knicks situation, the Celtics situation, trade line, deadline coming up pretty soon. So uh, we'll be back and uh, discuss a little bit more after uh, the fine messages from WTBR. You guys rock. WTBR. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pershing County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Larry Kretka here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Wheeling the Pathways of Life is a snapshot of the day-to-day experiences of disabled individuals as they navigate the world around us. We wish to shed light on and open your eyes to a new perspective of people with disabilities. Listen to Wheeling the Pathways of Life every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on WTBR 89.7 FM with a live simulcast on Access Pittsfield, cable channel 1301. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by.
Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker with you here at 1024 here on a Tuesday morning. I'm just looking out my side. The window was snowing. Now it's kind of stopped. So, well, I'm glad, glad it stopped. So, anyway, I can't wait to spring. 413-445-4234-445. Say that real fast. 445-4234, number to call right here at WTBR Sports Talk. So, we were talking about the games, you know, and what an unbelievable weekend. And the divisional games are always the best. Let's be honest. They really are. Because the wild card games, a lot of times you get blowouts. You get teams that are, you know, mismatched and so forth. And now you had some great games and everything just ended like, it was just unbelievable. I mean, all, all, all four games were just incredible. But uh, talk a little bit about the Bucks game. So, anyway, so the Rams basically tried to lose this game to the Bucks. I mean, it was unbelievable. Cam Akers, can you hold on the football? This guy fumbles before the half. They had a chance to go up 27-3 to and really put the game away. So he fumbles before the half. They go to the replay. And by the way, with the replay, I got my own opinion about the replay. But if you guys got some ideas about instant replay in football, you know, give me a call, 413-445-4234, because I will discuss what I think is just I, – I can't stand the replays. I can't stand the officials always going to a replay. Oh, this has to be reviewed. Every play has to be reviewed. Why don't you just make it easier? Give the coaches four challenge per games and let them use the challenge. It keeps the game moving. I don't have to see, you know, the referee looking into that giant viewfinder like, you know, like it looks like some giant version of what my parents, you know, used to have those little radical things, you know, that they, you know, those photograph things that you looked inside from like 1955 at the Neville in the Catskills. I mean, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. It's like, and they sit there and they look at it and look at it and look at it and you're waiting for the game to, you know, come back. It's just, it's just so frustrating. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, as I go off on a tangent, as I sometimes do, uh, <laughs> I mean, looking at that game yesterday, I mean, Cooper Cup. I'll tell you honestly, this guy gets my vote for MVP. Never mind Aaron Rodgers. Never mind running backs. It's Cooper Cup, man. It's Cooper Cup. This guy is just awesome. But, I mean, I could not believe the Rams yesterday. You know, fumbling twice. That you know, Von Miller makes a great play, gets a fumble recovery. The Rams are in great shape. They're ready to go in for another score. And Matt Stafford, I don't know what was going on, but the center snaps the ball over his head. You know, Tampa recovers. And before you know it, at the end of the game, Tampa's tied this game up. I'm going, oh, my God, this is going to go into overtime. And McFay says, you know what, let's go for it. And Matt Stafford throws an unbelievable pass to Cooper Cup. And before you know it, Mr. Gay hits a field goal, and now the Rams are off to the NFC Championship game against the San Francisco 49ers. But, I mean, they were killing me. I mean, I could not believe the Rams almost gave away this game. It was just unbelievable. And uh, (laughs) I was, like, screaming at McVay, going, like, what are you guys doing, you know? But it was very, very gutsy with no time on the clock. Uh, excuse me, no timeouts in 55 seconds, I believe, uh, down, you know, to basically the end of the game. And they drive the field. He makes two tremendous throws. And uh, give the Rams credit. You know, the Rams have been a, a, a team all year. I, I pick them to win the Super Bowl. So let's see. I'm picking them next week to beat San Francisco finally. So we'll see what happens. So basically, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. And the L.A., St. Louis, L.A., you can't make up their mind where they're from now, but uh, the L.A. Rams to be in the Super Bowl, which would be a really good Super Bowl. Hopefully Matt Stafford gets there, and this is his chance now. You know, he got that trade from Detroit, and he's had a great year, and I hope, I hope he does it. I'll be rooting for Matt Stafford, and uh, obviously I'll be rooting for Joe Burrow. Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, that would be pretty good, huh? Get those two guys in the Super Bowl. Anyway, 413-445-4234. Getting back to the Bills game. Leslie Frazier, this is a guy who has been, you know, he's been praised so much for the number one defense in the league. 
I don't know about you guys, but I didn't see the number one defense in the league. I didn't see anything that resembled the number one defense. Both defenses were just pathetic at the end of that game. Both quarterbacks were great, but this game is lost by the you know special teams coach. And they and the other thing too is there was a time in the game where they punted the ball back to Kansas City, and they kept punting the ball to Tyreek Hill, and there's a penalty, and Kansas City accepts, so they re-punt, and they punt back again to Tyreek Hill. I'm like, what are you doing? Kick the ball out of bounds, kick the ball away from Tyreek Hill, so Tyreek Hill gets the ball, and he goes all the way up the field, and Kansas City gets great field position again, and how good is Mahomes? I mean, how good is this guy? I mean, you know, it's just unbelievable. You think you got him down, you don't have him down. He throws from all these different arm angles. It's just unbelievable. It's like watching El Duque. You remember El Duque with the Yankees had all these different arm angles and the way he threw the ball. And watching Mahomes is just, he's a lot of fun to watch. He really is. And as much as I hate the Chiefs, he's a good kid. And, uh, you know, he says the right things. And he's a team guy. And, uh, man, I tell you, this Bills-Kansas City rivalry between those two quarterbacks. And I got to take my hat off to Josh Allen. I mean, he was tremendous. And uh, how the Giants and Jets didn't draft this guy, you know, I know he went to Wyoming, but boy, has he been, he was unbelievable. He really was. I mean, I'm thinking there's no way they're coming back down the field with less than a minute left to try to score again. And uh, it was just unbelievable. And Gabriel Davis, uh, I mean, uh, a game for the ages, four touchdowns. I didn't even know who this guy was. Four touchdowns and 200 yards as a receiver. I mean, you couldn't have picked a better, you know, day uh, to have that type of performance. And yet they still came up short. Four one three four four five four two three four. Let's go to the phones right here. All right, you're on WTBR Sports Talk. Hello, who am I talking to? Hello, you out there? Good morning. Hey, Robbie. Hey, what's up, Rob? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Finally, was able to get through. Last week was tough. Oh no! Well, I had I had one caller. I had Eddie on from my, one of my local guys' call. We were discussing the NFL, so I was I was I was what you call I was programming uh, your uh, your. Um, Lunch recall your upcoming interview, so I said, uh, "Stay tuned." Uh, Doctor Rob Fried is coming on with us pretty soon, so I'm just waiting well, for his call. So there I you are, man. To you because you know what? You, 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 first of all, before I get into my football, a couple of points I want to let you know yeah. in your listening audience: you happen to be one of the most knowledgeable, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kissing your fanny here. Go ahead, one kiss of it. The most knowledgeable <laughs> hockey guys out there. You Thanks. Really understand the game. You're so are you. Passionate. I mean, last night we were watching Rangers, and we thought, oh, boy, here we go. They're yep. not playing great. It's 60 minutes, Robbie. This team is so resilient, and I know you have your issues with them, and I understand the shootout's not real. I hate the shootout. Because that means nothing. In the playoffs, they play till someone scores. Right. But um, this team doesn't quit, man. No, they, they don't. They really, don't. really, really good. They Before don't. Before I go to my football, yeah. thoughts. About the Rangers? Yeah, well, because I just brought well, up my point. Yeah, well, what, I, like, I, what's going forward? Okay, so so look, so I think they're way ahead of schedule. I really do. I think that nobody expected them to have sixty points here, and I also think though there is a decline in the division with the decline of the Flyers, the decline of the Islanders, the decline really not the decline of the Devils because the Devils are in rebuild mode. But you see the top four teams, all four teams. I mean, have a lot of veteran guys on this. I think that Chris Drury's done a really good job. I think that right now they're what? They're 11 and 9 against winning teams, the Rangers, and the, obviously they have a tremendous record against teams under 500. So that's not their fault. You go out and you beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Um, Criders have an amazing year, 30 goals. I'm so happy for Chris. I mean, he's the he's oldest Ranger here. Yeah, he's been great. He's been great. Yeah, so, he's well, I, I, like I, I said, I think that they were, he was going to be on the trading block before they gave him the extension. But. Um, listen, we got we got a ways to go. You know, yeah, hockey. Right. Really Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's about so getting hot, and know, getting May, healthy. Really, once once the playoffs roll around and we get yeah. our matchups and 
you know, those best of sevens, they're tough, man. But we got the goalie. We, we yeah. stay healthy. Right. We're going we're gonna to be really, really a tough out. It's, it's obvious. It's there's eager. No, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, we've got work to do, but yeah. like you said, way ahead of schedule. Now, yeah. I want to just throw something out at you with the football, which is sure, driving me sure. crazy. Yeah, go ahead. And I want to give get your thoughts. Number one, we know we're talking about the Giants over here. Okay, uh, you know we could talk about the greatest weekend of football, um, what we saw last weekend, and, and it was a great weekend of, of, of matchups compared to the first. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, well, the wild card weekend's not that which great. Was terrible. Always. But I want to just talk about the Giants today. Sure. And here's my quick thought, and then I want to get I want to get your input. I am really annoyed that we that we are not going after the so-called guys that potentially um, have, you know, that, that, that could help us immediately. And I mean the head coaches. I'm talking Harbaugh. Right. I understand he's a long shot. Put the call in at least to him. Absolutely. And then oh. go, if we could somehow steal Sean Payton, I, I would totally give up draft picks for him because, you know what, if you can get him as a coach, a, a, a proven winner, this is a guy that will immediately build your franchise, get it going in the right direction. And if the third choice, I would go for even Pete Carroll. Look into his. Look at him. The problem here, Robbie, is if you go with a coordinator. I know you love the Buffalo coordinator. Well, it's yeah, but you're doing the same move. thing. But you're doing the same you're going thing. Going after right. a, a coordinator and is right. You, know, you got this time around. Mara's not going to get rid of him in two years. Right, and you're doing this the same thing. Four years. Right. You got to figure four years. Whoever they pick, and I'm not. I can't say anything about the general manager yet. It's too soon. I know nothing about this guy. Yeah. But the coach to me is the guy who's going to be on the field making the decisions. Right, right, right. Well, the I play understand. decisions, Robbie. Why aren't they going after the big guns? Why aren't they putting a call at least into Harbaugh? Sean Pe- you know what's going to happen? He's going to take a year off, and he's going to come back and be the Dallas coach. You think- and then we've got to see this guy in our division when they should go after him now and say, you know what, Sean, come on over. You're our guy. You, you, know, you, know, the, you know the division. No, the team. Right, he was he was the offensive coordinator, you know, under uh, under uh, under Fossil. Right, correct. So, right, I mean, right. He, listen, the guy, he has proved he's a proven commodity, and the fact that they're not even going in, that's where I'm upset with them. What is Mary doing? He's kind of just doing a lateral move. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. What I don't understand is that they they went outside the organization. I think it's really Joe Shane's. I really think it's his decision he may, who yeah, he right wants to bring. Who but he now? Right. Now, according to what I've now according to what I've read recently, basically Marin Tish said to him. He said, "Listen," he said, "You guys, you you're you know you're the new GM. You make the decision. You make the uh, the pick on the coach. I want a guy. I really want a guy to have coaching experience. I mean, Harbaugh, Harbaugh would be my guy. I'd even take Peterson, Robbie." Peterson would be the last. Yeah, but, I mean, I he, he, Peterson would at least be a, a Super Bowl winner. Well, that's one, he, right, right. But so, yeah, but then again, Mike McCarthy's a Super Bowl winner. I think he's a terrible head coach. It's amazing too when you see what the Bills did. Excuse me, what the Kansas City Chiefs did in 13 seconds, and what the Dallas Cowboys couldn't even get off a play in 17 seconds. So, well, just look, goes to I, show I, you. I, and I get you know, that, and, yeah. and we could talk to right. going off base. You know, you understand the only reason why. You, you can't pick apart every play of a game, but what you can pick no, apart is, that. hey, scrib the ball down, you got the lead, and, and the game's over. I mean, you, they'll knock off four, four seconds on a run back, and then he has no time. His first right, pass but that wasn't would, even, would, yeah. would have been to the 45, whatever, and then a Hail Mary, and the game's but over. But I wasn't really Otherwise, referring to that, though. Otherwise, he had three plays, yeah. and, and that was more than enough for, the, for this guy. 
So, but the point being, really with our Giants, Robbie, we're looking at four years going forward at the least. Mary is not going to change it in two years. This is it. Whoever this guy picks is our coach. So you think Brian Debo is not the right answer? In other words, so I know I understand where you're coming from because we we got McAdoo, he's gone. We got we got a guy who was a coach in Shermer, who was a terrible head coach, despite the fact that he coached in Cleveland, who's a better offensive coordinator. And then obviously we bring in a guy like Joe Judge, who's a special teams coach. So I want a guy with experience, Rob. I definitely do want a guy I with like experience. I like you. Right. Yeah. We need a proven right. head. coach. Coach. So who's going to be? So who's it going to be? So, well, if you want a proven head coach, and the only guy left there, and I don't want him, is Dan Quinn. So, no, to me, I don't want Quinn either. Neither do I. I really don't want Quinn. Yeah, I don't care if he's from New Jersey. I mean, any guy that would blow a twenty-eight to three lead in, in in the Super Bowl and say we got to be aggressive on a third and one and doesn't kick a field goal and throws the ball. I mean, please, we can we can Bobby, flash back a, to that game, but I don't he want has Dan a Quinn. Record in, in right. the NFL. Exactly. He's not the guy. Right. Do you? I mean, I would. If, I would totally take Doug Peterson over him. Okay? Oh, oh, no, but on the other absolutely. hand, Peterson would be, if you can't get, here's, here's the bottom line, okay, right. for me, for me personally. If you can't get Harbaugh in the door for an interview, okay, you can't force the guy. If you can't buy uh, Peyton away from, the, from New Orleans with, with draft picks, which I would totally do to get this guy because he, it's worth it to me because that's not a crapshoot. You're getting a coach. Right. And if you can get him, which I don't think, is going to be possible, but if somehow they can, then I take him. Then I go for Pete Carroll. After that, well, is Carroll's contract is Carroll's contract up now? Is that it for Carroll? He's got uh, he's got no years left on his contract. I don't remember, but I think he's he can probably get that guy. I mean, he's old, but he's. Well, he's, really he's, not, he's a young, I mean, he's, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. In the 60s. A good three years. He's got three years left in the league, and and can get us in the right direction. I mean, if you look at. Um, when, when we're talking about well, who's the guy who just passed away, Fossil, yep. the guy. I mean, you know, I mean, he got us to a Super Bowl, and then you know, and yeah, with Kerry, yeah, with Kerry Collins, yeah, with Kerry Collins. Point being, Robbie, that yeah. we we need a proven coach. Understand? These coordinators, are, and then another thing I heard, and I hope it's not true. He believes in Daniel Jones, Robbie. If this guy Jones gets one hit to the neck again. And he's out for the season. I mean, what are we doing here? Well, you know how I feel about Daniel Jones. I mean, I don't think he's that good. Uh, I think he could be a serviceable quarterback with a better line and a better scheme. Um, obviously, to me, sir, you use the word there, Robbie, serviceable. I don't want a serviceable I quarterback. Know, well, yeah, but Rob, I would Rob, say, Rob, you know Rob, what? Rob, Rob, hang on. If you okay, if you okay, if you have a quarterback, I go wait, hang for, on, Robbie, hang on. If you I have a quarterback, the, um, wait a second. If you have a quarterback, uh, maybe pick it. If in the second round hang you go for the fifty guy, maybe. I think we need a quarterback out of the draft. It, it, maybe if you want to use a second round pick and pick it's gone. They're not going to do that. Rob, hang on, hang on a second. Let me get a word he, he seems to be a raw, a raw project, <laughs> but at least he's worth a second round pick. Hang on, let me get a word. All right, okay. First of all. You're not. You're, they're, they're not. T- I, I would be shocked. Absolutely shocked if they took a quarterback. Here's why: they don't have a good line. So now you're going to get a young quarterback. You're going to put him in the mix again, and now you're going to have the same thing happen. I don't care who they got. I don't care if they get Aaron Rodgers. Their line stinks. They can't block. Therefore, they can't run. They can't. Therefore, they can't throw a lot of play action passing because they don't keep the defense honest. So that's the one thing. I think Joe Shane's going to go out and hire the guy he wants to bring in. I've heard about Daple. I know that there's fear there with the coordinators. I'm the same way as you are. But I do think that he'll make a good decision. Now, 
I don't know this guy that well. He worked in the Miami organization. He's worked uh, since, you know, from day one, from the ground up. He started out, you know, doing, you know, a, a really small job and then worked his way up to being assistant GM with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know what he's going to do, but I agree with you. I'm thinking to myself, oh, I want a hardball. I want a guy who's got experience. So I don't know what his thinking is, but all I know is right now from what I heard, uh, John Mayera and Steve Tisch get, has given him full autonomy to go out and make the selection for coach and bring in the coordinators, etc. But you still got to bring in the talent. Now, what I've heard from Joe Shane, uh, excuse me, what I heard from, uh, from Bean, who is the general manager of the Bills, is Shane was involved with all kinds of player personnel scouting, college scouting, and did a, you know, a lot of work in order to bring the Buffalo Bills in, in, in the draft position and bring the success that they've had over the last few years. So, so I mean, you know, I, I do believe that this guy, you know, is, is a, a guy who I think can do a good job. The question is, who's going to be the question? Uh, who's going to be the guy on the side of the field? That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, will I like Jim Harbaugh here? Absolutely, man. I think Harbaugh wants full autonomy. I think it'll make him GM and coach in Chicago. That's a perfect job for him. You know, he's a former Bear. You know, you bring him in, you give him autonomy. That's what I wanted. But now Shane's here, so I have no idea he's going to bring him. But I don't want Dan Quinn. And, I, and I, you know, I don't. And I, and I want a guy who, you know, has a winning record. Yes. Would you call Sean Payton down in New Orleans? Absolutely. But what do you have to give up to get Sean Payton? Do you have to give up both picks, five and seven? Do you have to give up one? Do you give up multiple draft picks? Second round, first round, third round? What do well, you give? Well, okay, you know, well, I don't let's know. discuss this yep. for a second. Yep. If we have to give up one of the first rounds that we got, either the Bears pick or our pick, it doesn't really matter because it's, it's close enough, five and seven. And a second round pick, you do it? For Sean Payton? Yeah. First round pick and a second round pick. So, no, so, wait. Give them both a first round pick and a second round okay, pick. Okay, so, so I'm still keeping the fifth or the seventh pick in the draft, is what you're saying. No, no, no. I would give up one of our first round picks, Fine. meaning we'll still right. have one first round pick. Right, that's what I was saying. Right, that's yeah, what I was saying. And a second round pick we give the, the Saints. So we're giving a one and a two. Okay. And we get Sean Payton. Yes. You like that? Y- yes, I would do it. Absolutely. I would do it. I, I, but I don't, can't give up more than that, though. I mean, I now, don't think he's worth two first-round picks, but he's definitely – I could give up one of the two and a second round. I could give heard, up a, Rob, a one, two, three. How's Rob, that? I've heard I'm Brian so Flores' name. I've heard Brian hungry Flores. for a coach that is a winner that if you give up the one pick – all right, you don't want to get remember, draft picks – one thing about drafts, Robbie, we know that. Draft picks are also crapshoots. But coaches are not crapshoots. I mean, unless you can take a coordinator that we don't know anything about. Well, no. Now they want to bring in. Now they want to bring in Brian Flores. Now they want to bring Brian Flores talking about him coming in. I don't want him in either. I I don't don't. want it, Robbie. We're thinking along. I don't want him. He's obviously they saw something down in Miami. Yep. That they didn't like. I just don't understand. Now remember, you know, Sean Payne's still on the contract, and 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 you got to steal him, and you got to woo him in somehow. But why aren't we at least going after Harbaugh? P- okay, Peterson. Who Doug knows? Peterson. Who Let's knows? I have no idea. Line. I have no idea what's going to happen. An established winner yep. in the division. I don't care that he that he threw the game against the last game last year. Who cares? The bottom line is, if he if you hire this guy, he already he knows what he's doing. He knows the Eastern Division, and I understand. Out of all of the other guys we mentioned, I would take Carroll over him. And yeah. I'd obviously take Payton over him, and I would probably take Harbaugh over him. Ten forty. Yeah. If why aren't they even him? He he's a you could get this guy. 
This guy doesn't even have any interviews, I think. Right, right. 1044 right here on WTBR, talking to Dr. Robert Freed uh, down in Long Island about the New York Giants. I've got a question for you, though. I have to turn and ask you about um, the uh, Rams and the Bucks and also about the uh, Green Bay Packers. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to do and who do you like in the uh, championship games next week? And then I wanted to mention about the Knicks situation, if you wanted to talk about Julius Randle, the trade deadline. But I uh, wanted to ask your opinion on next week's games. What do you think? All right, uh, you know, listen. I'm not a better. I'm not one of these people that that that, that puts any any I don't uh, money I don't on I'm these just games. Who you like, that's but all. I do like. Um, well, it's really tough. I, I I seem to go against the against the grain here. I'm going to say I want to see L.A. the Rams win because I want to see another home Super Bowl. But here's something for you and your listeners. Do you realize this is the first time ever? There are back-to-back championship games in the same stadium. You got the Rams playing for the, for the title of the NFC, and then the Super Bowl is coming a week later to the same stadium. Right, right. So the next two weeks, of, this is the, I mean, I know last week we had Tampa Bay in, the, in, in their home park, but they didn't play their, their championship game. They went to Green Bay. So this is the first time in the history of the NFL that two weeks in a row, championships are going through Los Angeles and you could actually have the Rams win their championship on their home turf and they could they're going to be in a, a potential Super Bowl. I'm going to go but I'm, but I'm going to go against that. I'm going to say the 49ers are going to uh disrupt that. They're going to, they're going to win they they're going to beat them. I think they just they just look so good on defense. Um but it's going to be a great game and as far as the Chiefs uh you know what at this particular point, I, I think the Bengals, everybody wants a Cincy. A lot of people, well, the TV doesn't want this. Cincy, San Fran, <laughs> right. it would be the repeat of Boomer Esiason and Joe Montana. Right, you yeah, know, Ken uh, Anderson. I don't think Ken Anderson really right, would right. be thrilled with that. I think right. they want the Chiefs with Mahomes back in there. Possibly Chiefs, San Francisco has got the, you know, Garoppolo. That would be a great, that, that's my prediction. Chiefs against, um, the 49ers, which I think will be a sensational, sensational Super Bowl. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah, be a rematch. Uh, not on the points, but just on on, on picking the winners. Um, as far as Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, you know what? I think he's going to move on. I think he's. I don't know where he's going to go, but I think he's had enough. Um, and as far as the Knicks and Randall. I got a point on that one, Robbie. Let's switch gears because we don't talk basketball too much, and I know you have your thoughts on basketball. Number one, I totally agree with you. The way to correct the NBA is the three-point shot should be the last two minutes of the period. That way you'll have some real basketball coming back inside play. As far as Julius Randle goes, you know, the Knicks are right now a little out of sync. I think people get very impatient. They gave this guy a contract. I would keep him. I don't think he'd do really anything I, I, the rest of the year. I think he did a, such a disservice. I you think know, he did a terrible the Knicks, disservice, the though. They don't play defense. They don't play defense. That's the thing. And he did a terrible disservice. He did a terrible disservice to. Uh, and he, Randall yeah. was. Randall, Randall was the leader. Yep. This year he's not having a good year, but you still don't give up on the guy. Well, I didn't say no, no, money. no. I didn't say give up on him. I'm saying, but I just don't. I think right now, I think he did a, such a disservice to the fans and the media right now. I don't think there's any turning back with this guy. I think this guy is just bad news, and I think the, the Knicks should should get you know should get rid of him. I really do, and I think they should play the young players. And I think Thibodeau is not well, the right I, I, guy for playing them. The, playing the young players. Look what the other night they played. All the they took Randall out. Remember, remember one thing. 
Derrick Rose is hurt, and he's a nice Yeah, kid. he's a very good player. He, he, he's a part-time yeah. player, but that guy could score. I mean, the Knicks are a playoff team. I don't care what anybody says. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the top I don't. ten I don't. and get in the play-in nonsense. I don't. I don't. I they're don't. only, what, a couple games out of seventh, eighth place? I mean, people don't people don't get I don't see it, it happening. So why, why, wait, wait, why do you see the Knicks making the playoffs? when they Fournier's been a disappointment. Obviously, Kimball Walker's been terrible. I mean, what, how do you see this team making the playoffs? Even the Celtics are at 500 Bobby, right I'm now. I'm just saying that to make, the, to make the NBA playoffs, you don't have to be that good. You know, you, yeah, you only got to be a five hundred. Yeah, team. but you, yeah, but you look at the look at the resurgence of the of the uh, of the Bulls of the Cavs. Look at the teams. But but uh, but I I'm mean, just saying, what if if the Knicks could somehow find their way when Rose comes back and stop playing defense? And you know, Robbie, you know how sports are. Everything in sports is about the last twenty games, let's say, of the NBA. Baseball, it always comes down to they've the Rob, they've been getting into the at playoffs. Home. They've been terrible at home. The hockey doesn't start to really. The, the, the playoffs. The one right. thing, like in hockey, at least what we're seeing is the Rangers are playing so well that you could see they're going to be a tough out because the way yeah, they play, against, obviously with a great goal tear. Absolutely. Listen, man, I got about a minute. Got, I got, got about a minute goal. left. So, so, uh, so anyway, finish your thought. I got about a minute left, so I got to go to a break. Fine. So, I, Robbie, number, one, I'll leave you with this. Yeah. Number one, always a pleasure talking to you. You too, I'm brother. I'm not going to go into a rant. <laughs> talking to you, you are that wasn't a rant. <laughs> Hockey guy out there. As Thanks, far as man. On the air that I know. Thanks, man. Second of all, your opinions, we agree on, on a lot of them. Sometimes we disagree, but that's what it's all about. Exactly, brother. And, and third of all, we'll have to pick this up because you got a good gig going over here. And uh, the funny thing is, the doctor and the coach should be doing prime time stuff because, Robbie, we are better than. 90% of the people out there on the air, and I'll tell you this, the only difference between a caller and a host is the host has a microphone in front of his mouth. Pretty much. Bobby, have a great you day, too, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, all right, you got it. Thanks, Rob. Good you to see you, BT. All right. All right, Dr. Robert Freed checking in there right here on uh, WTBR Sports Talk. We are going to take a break as I uh, regurgitate this uh, phone system here, <laughs> restart the phone system. Anyway, we got about uh, 10 minutes left on the show, 413-445-4234, anybody out there. So we'll just uh, take a break, and then we'll be back. A little bit more uh, sports talk right here on 89.7 WTBR. Ready for K is a texting program offered free for families in Berkshire County with children ages 0 to 9. Each week, you receive three texts with fun facts and tips to help your child learn and grow. It works. Research shows that the simple strategies built on daily routines like getting dressed or preparing a meal lead to two to three months of child learning gains. Sign up for Ready for K at BerkshireUnitedWay.org and make everyday moments teachable moments. Hey friends, if you're looking for some party music, tune in to Polka Express with me, Bill Gustavus, every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 and Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on 89.7 WTBR, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. 
Underwriters are so important for keeping this station alive. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. I'd like to thank our local businesses for supporting Pittsfield Community Radio and for believing in the mission of the station. When you hear underwriting messages on the air, you know those companies support WTBR-FM. If you're listening now and your business would like to join in and support us, call me today at 445-4234 and get involved or visit us at WTBRFM.com. It will make all the difference. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, Rob Zucker keeping you company for another seven or eight minutes. 413-445-4234, the number to get in touch right here as we talk about the world of sports. And uh, I guess we talked a little about the NBA and the NBA trading deadline. I believe it's February 10th. Knicks last night losing to the Cavs by a score of 95-93. Barrett 24 points, Randall 18 and uh, Obi Toppin had 13 points last night. And we were talking about the Knicks and talking about the Celtics at the trade deadline. Obviously, you got the big three with Tatum and, uh, you know, with Barrett and um, with uh, Smart. And, uh, you know, uh, the thing is that with Jalen Brown, the thing that's the problem is that basically, you know, both teams are ones at 500, the Knicks a few games under, and right now the Celtics are in eighth position. So with the Celtics, it's like, you know, there was a talk about trading Dennis Schroeder and maybe getting something for him. With the Knicks, I don't know with the Randall situation. I mean, you know, you're on the you're, you know, you're basically, you know, given uh, you know, the, the the finger to the to the fans and you're you know all over the media and you don't even want to talk to the media. You're blaming the media and the fans for your lack of, you know, playing uh uh this season and your lack of success. I mean, last year, let's face it, you're playing in front of empty stadiums or you're playing in front of 2,500 people in Madison Square Garden and you're playing on the road in front of nobody. Hell of a lot easier to be you know, a good player when you don't have any pressure on you with the fans sitting there. I mean, Julius Randle is a good player, but he's certainly not the player to take the Knicks to the promised land. So, you know, I don't know what they're really going to do at this point, both teams. I mean, you know, obviously the, the Knicks just got Cam Reddish. I think he's a pretty good player. They gave up Kevin Knox finally, thank God, and a pick. So let's see what Cam Reddish can do. I mean, both teams are kind of in a transitional period of figuring out what they want to do, to do how they want to get better, who they want to let go. I mean, you know, you know, Smart would be a guy that the Celtics could get something back for. So I don't really know what both organizations are going to do at this point. But all I know is being a Knicks fan at this point, I mean, I, I just Tom Thibodeau to me is not the answer. You want a younger guy in there, you go out and you get a younger guy, you know, maybe a Mark Jackson, that type of a guy, you know, who would work with the players well, I think would work with the young players well, would play the young players. I mean, I want to see more of Grimes. I want to see more of Quickly. I want to see more of Obi Toppin. I want to see these guys. You know, I want to see RJ. I want it to be RJ's team. You know, I like RJ Barrett, whether he can be consistent all the time, I'm not sure, but I do like what I see from RJ as far as he's a good kid, you know, he's, he's, he was raised the right way, he comes from a good family, he's got talent. So let's maybe make this RJ's team a little bit and get rid of Randall. What can they get for Randall? I don't know. Does another team want to take his, his salary? I don't know. But all I know is right now the Knicks fans are, you know, very upset at Julius Randall for his actions. And Julius Randall just acted like just, I mean, there was no reason for the way he acted. It's just absolutely ridiculous. So, I mean, his attitude just really stinks. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the Knicks are going to do about it. You know, the Nets are a really good team. We talked about Kyrie Irving. I don't really want to go more into Kyrie Irving. I know, you know, exactly 
you know, how I feel about Kyrie Irving and his, you know, non-vaccine and playing on the road and all this nonsense that the NBA is doing. I think David Silver's crazy, uh, the commissioner of the NBA, for letting, you know, these non-vaccinated players play. I just think it's really absurd. So, uh, but uh, anyway, we got about five minutes left in the show. 413-445-4234 right here on WTBR Sports Talk. I want to thank Dr. Robert Fried for checking in with us. Always good to hear from him. He's always got a lot of things to say. So I just let him go. Rapid fire, Rob. There you go. And, uh, of course, Rob did the Boston Marathon and the New York City Marathon this year. So he's pretty amazing. Almost a guy who's almost 60 years old and uh, still running the races and did about, what, 320, I think, last year in the Boston Marathon, which is incredibly impressive for a guy of his age. But, uh Anyway, if you want to give me a call, still here, 413-445-4234 for another four minutes right here on WTBR Sports Talk 89.7. Again, thanks to Bob Heck for uh, giving me a lift down here as I uh, wait for my car, uh, hopefully to be done, but I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. So uh, anyway, but I uh, wanted to talk a little about, about the NHL, about the Bruins last night. Bruins lose to the Ducks 5-3. Bruins have been playing really, really well. I mean, they're, they're in fourth position. They're in a position right now where they're ahead of Detroit for that wild card position. So that division, you know, is getting a little tighter. But the Bruins playing much better, getting contributions more now from Smith and Tyler Hall and the, some of their second and third line guys, uh, you know, the Charlie Coyles of the world, and now obviously Tuka coming back. So we'll see what happens with the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins are a good defensive team. You know the Bruins are going to have pretty good goaltending. The question for the Bruins, uh, and also for the Rangers, same thing has been depth of scoring. Uh, the Rangers coming off a win last night against the Kings. Really tough start for the Rangers last night. Being outshot like 13-1. I think they got two shots in the first period. Uh, actually three, but they were able to score a power play goal uh, right before the uh, end of the period. It's Brendan Lemieux, former Ranger and, of course, son of Claude Lemieux, takes a really despicable penalty boarding. Uh, and and just uh, was thrown out for the game, uh, ten minute misconduct, game misconduct, and uh, so the Rangers were able to pick up a uh, a power play goal right before the period, and then and then the Kings went up two to one, and then the end of the. Uh, game the Rangers tied the game with about five minutes left and then they would go to the overtime which was actually four on four because of the penalty situation so uh it was not three on three which I really don't like and four on four actually looked like real hockey in overtime and then uh, the shootout which I absolutely hate but uh it was fun and uh, the Rangers getting the uh victory on Adam Fox's goal I believe in the sixth round of the shootout so uh Four one three four four five four two three four. About two minutes left, and then we'll wrap up this edition of uh, WTBR Sports Talk. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for for listening. Thanks to Eddie calling in, and uh, please, if you have any questions or anything you ever want to call in, please do. Uh, and please uh, give generously to the station. Uh, they're here all the time, and when they're not here, you can still go online and you can still uh, you know give some. Uh, some donations and some support to the station because we are listener supported right here on WTBR and uh, everybody. I really appreciate uh, the, the time that I come down here. It's a, it's a, it's a fun thing to do. And, you know, they're looking for people to come down here and be jocks and be on air hosts. So uh, stop down at the station. We got a beautiful on air studio here and uh, talk to uh, Bob or to Matt or to, to Sean or uh, to any of the guys down here to Jeff and uh, they'll, uh, They'll take you for the for the grand tour around here. So uh, anyway, thanks to everybody for making it real. And uh, I'm really psyched for this week's games and uh, my picks. Well, I you know as much as I like the Cincinnati Bengals and want them to win, I do like the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, I think the Chiefs will win next week. And uh, I'm going to pick the upset special. Um, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers to me are a team of destiny. And uh, we'll see what happens. Kind of remind me like the Giants. Anyway, we'll see you next week here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker saying song. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Stay safe, stay well, and go out and get vaccinated, all right? Do your thing, man.
and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, and take care.